1: What is going on, everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome back to our week of Hero or Zero. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking one comic book character, as we do every single week. We talk to good points and the bad points, and we generally just give you a bit of a rundown of everything to do with that character. I am joined, as always, by my best pal, Mr. Shawd Made. Shawd, how's it going? I'm good, Connor. It's like Christmas Eve today,
2: because <laughs> it's that, Listener Hangout Eve.
1: Oh! Oh
2: We have listener hangout day tomorrow. <laughs> we really need to come up with a smoother
1: name. Oh well,
2: what's wrong with what I came up with off the top of my head?
1: <laughs> it's just it's clunky. I would say it's clunky, but clunky. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we do have our Patreon and listener hangout tomorrow, and it's a half one Irish time. So all the patrons all got an automatic invite. We've had a very few. We've had a few very lovely people who are like, I'm not a patron, but I'd like an invite. They've sent it on social medias. I'm happy enough to send one on if yeah. if you're you get the VIP treatment as well. If you if you reach out specifically. Um, so if you haven't and you're listening to this right now and you'd like to jump on the call maybe with us tomorrow, feel free to send in your email. To our instagram our facebook our twitter basically anywhere you can find us uh, any of those messages and uh, i'll figure out a way to invite you in before half one tomorrow well our time
2: yeah half one our time um should run for they usually run about two hours that kind of length mm-hmm. so nice little thing to do on a and
1: Saturday, our, our new thing for this mode i think we're going to do a dc versus marvel or superhero face off yeah just for the we found hours. a
2: very cool website where it does like a bracket <laughs> And it pits DC versus Marvel heroes against each other, and we can all argue and have a fun time seeing who'd kick the shit out of
1: who. And <laughs> Obviously, we, I mean Hercules would win based off your report. Based last off week. my
2: report last week, that, actually, the Hero Zeroes are great because now we have a frame of reference for like the power level of a bunch of heroes and what they're able to do. Um, True, and presumably at the end of it, we'll finally determine who's better, DC or Marvel. <laughs>
1: This is the perfect way to find out. Um because also if I found sound a little course I was at a table quiz last night and the music oh. was quite loud and I'm getting old. <laughs> right. Did how how did the table quiz go? What was your team name? Um oh um, I, I I I don't think I don't think it was appropriate but I can't remember what the pun was. <laughs> but it had arse. Right.
2: In it. Excellent You know what That's all I need to know Connor Say no more
1: um, We didn't do well But look We didn't come
2: last that's all that matters. First, isn't it about taking fun and having fun? Is it was about taking
1: thing. fun and having part is what I said to the and lads. And that's why we came last.
2: <laughs> but i was going to try and gloss over that, but no, nope, he decided not to. That's fine, ladies but, uh, and uh, gentlemen. This
1: week's Hero Zero, anyone who has seen the title of the episode, you know who we're doing this week. It's a pretty big I one. Um, and that is because we are going to be covering... A recommendation by one of our listeners, Kieran, who sends, he sent it in on Instagram said, I'd love you to do this. Admittedly, he did send it a few weeks ago and I forgot about it. But then I found it. Bad Blood Lawler, back again. (laughs) And so now we are doing Alan Scott, the very first Green Lantern shot. Oh, wow. I didn't Mm. know there was one before Guy Gardner. Or Hal Jordan, excuse me. The one Ryan Reynolds played. So, um, I mean, Alan Scott is like, he's golden golden age. July 1940 was when he was oh, first created. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's not long after Superman, is he? And Superman is 37 and Batman is 40. I think, or 39, one of them. Early days, during the war, they (laughs) came up with this. (laughs) But uh, it's a really interesting thing, because this is before they had come up with the concept of the Green Lanterns. They just had a guy with a magic ring. And so systematically since then, it has been rewritten to kind of include... Um the the lanterns and all that stuff uh, and the guardians who come up with like all the magic rigs and stuff for all the lanterns uh, but originally it was a magic meteor <laughs> that came to earth beautiful beautiful weird glowing meteor i'm assuming man
2: sticks his hand in it gets superpowers no
1: Actually, not. Ooh. So, Alan Scott first appeared in the All American Comics in July of 1940. He was created by Martin Mart Nodell, um, who's a bit of a cool guy. I, I want a guy to kind of go into Mart. Uh, the Chicago-born artist came to New York in 1940 to make his fortune, and after meeting editor Sheldon Meyer, who told him they were looking for another superhero character, he developed The Green Lantern in a week. So, Fuck. <laughs> uh, Nadell recalled, and I have a quote from Nadell, uh, is that editor Sheldon Meyer um, asked if I had any ideas for a feature character. After our meeting with the editor, I was in a real problem of whirling toss on my way home and had no cohesive direction for a character or storyline. <laughs> so,
2: that's, uh, that's me every week trying to pick a hero or a proper.
1: It's a proper Friday, like last thing before you go. We need a hero yeah. for Monday. Uh, just have got that it. ready
2: for me and then your job is safe
1: <laughs> so he's on his way home and he's shitting himself because he's like I've got no ideas um, I went down into the subway leading to home in Brooklyn and I saw a train man on the tracks waving down a train with a red lantern then waving the all clear with a green lantern in the darkness that simple That's so simple. And so (coughs) Green Lantern was a mix of things that interested Nodell. He took some inspiration from Greek mythology, um, the uh, the opera The Ring of the Nibelung, and the sight of a trainsman Green Railway Lantern, and basically put it all together. And he chose the name Alan Scott by looking at the phone boot, and he didn't stop until he found two names that he liked. (laughs) What the So so wait So he went from A to S, did he? So he no, he started off with just two he just went through the phone book oh, and just found right. names that he liked. Oh,
2: okay. So he passed by like Aaron Aronson and just Okay, that's wow. Did
1: Alan Scott see any money from that then for the use of his name? Um, well I'm assuming he probably took Alan and then took the second name Scott from somewhere else. Maybe it wasn't oh, the so guy's went- name wasn't Alan Scott. But he was reading through the phone book, so it would have just gone down, and he would have got to
2: Alan Scott eventually. True, I suppose
1: you could do it that way either. We don't know his system. (laughs) What's on See what he's up to now. What's he doing? Is he free, Mart? What's going on, Mart? I'm on the fucking, I'm on the radio here, lad.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's me again. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so after a meeting with publisher Max Gaines Nodell was put to work For this new idea he had just come up with On the way home um, They assigned a little known scriptor To help him flesh out the character And the stories of the character Otherwise known as Bill Finger Bill Big Bill <laughs> Big the- fucking Bill Big um, Batman Bill I'm going to come a bit hard and say Bill Finger is the most important person in all of DC Comics history. <laughs>
2: wow. That is a bold <laughs> and top, not he's inaccurate He's definitely top player. three. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and then the two guys who made Superman, presumably. Yeah, I would say that's probably the, the
1: ranking. Um, yeah, And Bob Kane, what about Bob Kane, Connor? He did loads of work behind the scenes just copying Bill Finger. He actually did loads <laughs> of
2: work. <laughs> we should do just... I don't know if we've ever fully got into that, but we should do a little report on those two sometime.
1: I doesn't know, Bill Finger didn't get any credit for creating Batman for about 70 years, and then it finally all came out that he, in fact, created at least 94% of the character and all that was associated with it.
2: Yeah, Bob Kane said, what if there was a character called Batman and then Bill Finger created Batman from scratch? And Bill Finger
1: was a guy who worked at DC and was just like, okay, I'll fill out the blanks. And so he did the exact same thing with the Green Lantern character working with Nodell. Now, the main thing is Nodell... Very much says Bill Finger and him came up with stuff together. <laughs> Gave credit to Bill. Interesting. That's an interesting thought. bold talk. move at the time. Yeah. It's
2: a rare thing. Um,
1: and so not long after his debut. So basically the two of them came together. And they fleshed out this character. And I'm going to try and get into the origin now, um, but it started off that hundreds and hundreds of years ago, a mystical green meteor fell down to Earth after wandering the cosmos for millennia, okay? It's pulsing, mm-hmm. it's green, it's a meteor falls false earth. Um, Fairly
2: standard Green Lantern origin at this point.
1: Exactly. Um, uh, a mystic named Chang found it and brought it back to his house, um, and they, but Chang heard a voice inside the meteor basically prophesizing that it would act three times. Once to bring death, once to bring life, and once to bring power.
2: Oh, this is some this is some actual mysticism shit. Okay. So what's
1: really interesting is Green Lantern starts as magic. Just pure magic. Like That's just, insane. And then I'm- they realize by the Silver Age that they don't like magic. Just because there's no logic behind it. So they'd already come up with the Green Lantern Core and that there was a group that came up with all these magical beings. So they were like, right, OK, there's a reason why the meteor falls. And I think it becomes that um, it gets renamed like the Star Heart. Power and it's like the Guardians actually secretly made this meteor. This is all written like twenty years later. It's so. all retroactively. <laughs> yeah, retroactively, yeah. But originally, but it, meteor falls. It's magic. Yeah, it's
2: like how Thor. In Marvel, used to be magic. Asgard was all magic and space magic and stuff like that. And then it's like, no, it's just really, really advanced technology. So people perceive it as magic.
1: Yeah, so it's kind of like that. But um, So Chang carved out the meteor into a lamp, but other men in his village feared him and the meteor and tried to murder him. The mob was about to succeed, but green flames blasted from the lamp and killed them. Basically meaning the first prophecy had come true, as it had brought death. Okay, I kind of like this so
2: far. It is simple, but I like where it's going to go.
1: So after many years, like hundreds of years, it ends up in America. And it ends up in Arkham Asylum with an insane patient known as Billings. Uh, Billings was found was fond of metalworking and he remade the Chinese style lab into an ornate railroad lantern. Um like and then, the one that he saw on his way home. Exactly. Light burst from the lantern and he was sane, completing the first of the two prophecies. It had given life to a man who was insane. Okay. I didn't uh, that's that's kinda cool. I like this. <laughs> the reason why I included all of this was because I knew Sean would think it was cool. <laughs> I think that
2: that kind of shit is neat to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so as it turned out, the power in inside within the lantern was actually the star heart, which was the gathered magical forces of all of Earth One Universe bounded together by the guardians of the universe. Rather You're that me. That was written 20 years later, but in reality, Magic Meteor.
2: (laughs) Way cooler if it's just a Magic (laughs) Meteor, folks. It's
1: just a random fucking magical meteor (laughs) that then they're like, no, actually, the Guardians uh, put all together all of the magic on Earth 1, and some of it spilled out into Earth 2, which is where Alan Scott is.
2: But right. Now, now Earth 1 and 2 had not been thought of in the 40s, correct?
1: (laughs) No, there (laughs) was only one Earth at that point. (laughs)
2: There's only one Earth, and by God, we were fighting for it.
1: <laughs> um, so what's really interesting about all of this is that um, the, the powers are actually different um, because in regards to how it comes about in terms of the lantern, I'm going to get a little bit more into that uh, after the next paragraph or two. So many years later, the lantern was found by Alan Scott, a construction engineer. Alan was riding uh, a train during a test run to gauge the effectiveness of a newly constructed bridge, okay? So they newly built the bridge and they were doing a test run of the train and Alan Scott is an engineer on the train and so he's there to see if anything goes wrong. Right, okay. Um, But his company had outbid a rival engineer otherwise known as Albert Decker and now Albert, you would think you would complain but Albert it's the nineteen forties, Sean, it's a different time. So Albert instead time. plants a load of explosives along the track, intending oh. to kill everyone on board, because if he can't build the bridge, then he wants nobody to have a bridge. And this
2: this of course you have to remember it was a different time, so this was all right in the forties. <laughs> everyone crying. did this. <laughs> everyone Your had old granddad probably did this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I blew up four bridges on my way home from school when I was young but I, I was glad. just what you do <laughs> half the time before the old <laughs> internet on social media that's it um, well, there's no Twitter there's only TNT <laughs> um, so Alan was on board when the bridge exploded um, and everyone on the train died except right. for Alan as he survived because he was holding the lantern at the time um, just as did he think it was a regular railway he just lantern? he came on and he was like there's just a lantern there he's like that's fuck a weird looking lantern so he just picks it up and at that exact moment the bridge explodes and he's just holding it as luck would have it as the bridge explodes.
2: And did that remain in comics? Did that remain as luck? Or did they retroactively make it like a destiny kind of thing?
1: I think they might have gone destiny once they started doing the Starheart stuff. Yeah, 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 It's kind of um, worse if it's
2: destiny, isn't
1: it? They, he's holding it at the moment of impact. And the young engineer collapsed into unconsciousness as the magic lantern filled his mind with its story. So basically... It got loads of, of years of
2: information.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, at the lantern's mental direction, Alan fashioned a ring from it that allowed him to tap into the meteor's great powers, and now that's where the ring comes from. Um, that's really cool. So. He, didn't, he doesn't have to carry around a big lantern that shoots fire. Which you is technically also the meteor's third promise, or the lantern's, because it, now it has given great power. It was going to bring death, life, and great power, gave the other two, and now it's given Alan Scott great power. And now it's just going to... It's done. No more promises. It's fine. You can it, it didn't promise any more. Right? <laughs> I'm going home, it said. Um, I'm off. So, Scott, perhaps influenced subconsciously by its history with the guardians of the universe, that was added retroactively, adopted the identity of the Green Lantern, and he fashioned a ring to channel the Lantern's powers. Um, at, at first, it appeared as an emerald kind of thing, um, but he, the first thing he does is he goes to Albert Decker's quarters, and he actually mm-hmm. passes through the wall like a ghost because oh. his powers are... They're not nailed down. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, um, he says, I have the power of going through the fourth dimension. Um, he was able... He was capable of deflecting bullets and knives. However, Sean, one of the original reasons why, before it was retroactively added, um, is that back in... back. Um, the reason why the meteor came to Earth, it was originally, it was originally captured in China. Mm-hmm. And the person who, who captured it uh, was like, we trust you with this power. So the Guardians kind of thing were like, we trust you with this power, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. And instead they took advantage of that and they basically tried to take over all of their land, right? Using right. the power from the meteor. And so in response... There's a curse put on the lantern that instead of the they they took away all the weaknesses, so it's no longer weak to yellow, which is all the lanterns. So this lantern is no not weak to yellow. What they are weak to, and it's a very ironic weakness, is wood. Um, because wood oh. is the symbol of, like, the very common man back then. And so this guy tried to use all the power to take over the, his whole village and all the farmers. And in response, the punishment was, you are weak to their only weapons. So, like, yeah. a stick.
2: Yeah, they can just beat you with a, a branch. Like They can beat and,
1: you with a branch, but you have the most magic power ever. So that's the irony. Yeah, but if they hide behind
2: a wooden wall... They're fine. So
1: Alan Scott has the same weaknesses. A wooden club can daze him, but bullets and knives won't go through him. That's really interesting. (laughs) Yeah.
2: And it's just he's the only lantern that's ever had that kind of.
1: Yeah, because of the whole history of like that came to earth millennia ago and they they put a It's like a curse. Like they took away its weaknesses and then they gave it like the most ironic weakness of all time because somebody took advantage of it.
2: Again, I really do like that. I think that's neat. <laughs> yeah.
1: And after that, Alan Scott became a superhero, one of the first to ever put on a cape in comic books, and the first Green Lantern had taken an oath and he was born. Um, so, and... What happened, because of the 1940s, is that you had to have a crew of characters. You had to have a sidekick. Oh, yeah. Right? Young kid sidekick? uh, He's got a cab driver sidekick. um, Oh! uh, Who's called Charles Derby Dickles. (laughs) Charlie Dickles. (laughs) So Dickles, whose nickname came from his signature hat, he protected... Um, one of Alan's friends from Thieves when they were ambushed. When Alan heard of Dickel's bravery, he approached a stout man as Green Lantern to offer his thanks. Um, Dolby stuck with the pair through the case and even tried to help a few types. Afterwards, the Green Lantern left him a note. I could use a good man like you to help me with my fight against evil. How about it? <laughs> pretty heavy for a monday morning cab drive but okay <laughs> also the most 1941 uh, story i've ever heard
2: <laughs> oh yeah big time any one of us could be that cab driver connor <laughs> and, we could all help cry and dolby fight dickens crime. was
1: soon entrusted with green lantern's secret identity of course he was
2: <laughs> I, the cab driver thing as well i do like it's the same way i like um um, Moon Knight having the, the Jake Lockley mm. the cab driver man on the street gets all the information no one no one thinks that he'll be listening and
1: so thing. he has to have a psychic called Dickles just yeah. just there. Green obviously. Lantern and Dickles. Oh my god! It <laughs> oh my god! Comics. I think he also has a secretary in where he works, and she's yeah. also involved. There's like a love. There's a little, bit little of of a, There's a bit of like, romantic. Oh, tension there's the forties, d- 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 isn't it? <laughs> it's Molly. Molly something I read earlier on, um, but I can't remember the exact name. Um, his first, his first known profession was, of course, the engineer, but he later became a radio engineer uh, at a broadcasting studio because to be near to the source of news in order to track down the criminals sean oh that's it's
2: it's like there's various elements here that kind of pop up later on like that that's kind of the flash
1: yeah there's a lot the of department. inspiration like, so it's almost like um it's almost like these kind of writers you know like bill finger at the very very start um and you also have martin odell they kind of led the way where yeah Bob Kane pulled up the ladder. Look, I'm not pulling up against anyone's Bob Kane.
2: No, Bob Kane contributed nothing to comics.
1: Bob Kane is like, if I went on a show and they were like, did you do everything for Heroes for Hire? And I said, yes, I had no help. (laughs) (laughs) And I got millions.
2: Look, if Connor, if that ever becomes an option, take that bag, okay? (laughs) Sell me down the river.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, uh, what Alan Scott is also very famous for is he's a founding member of America's first superhero group, the Justice Society of America. Um, Pretty cool. Many years before the Justice League, the Justice Society of America, and um, he was also instrumental in the United States pa- battles against the Axis Powers. Shod because Fight the Nazis. The group formed a year before the attack on Pearl Harbor, um, in November of 1940, and he met his future best friend Jay Garrick, who is the very first Flash. There, that's really cool. Um, I like that. He was also elected chairman of the JSA by mid-1941. so within a, Oh, seriously? Within a year, so, uh, yeah. He, so like, all
2: of the other heroes were like, oh no, you're you're the man, you're, yeah. you're the one in um, charge.
1: And then, and then, of course, all comics were about World War II at that point, so uh, they did the All-Star Squadron, where President Roosevelt put together an All-Star Squadron of superheroes and sent them in to fight some Nazis, because obviously, um, that's what you do. Yeah, it's classic, classic move in the 40s. Um, Alan fought supervillains and other criminals at his own title and with the Justice Society during the 40s. But unfortunately, um, he had to retire with the declining popularity of the superhero comics (laughs) during the golden age. So they went big. World War Two finishes. They take a big plunge down. Um, and it got to the point where they just started adding random characters to these stories. Like I think he had a dog that was super powered for a while. Uh, right. So there's just, they're just like, throwing shit
2: at the wall. Just that throwing
1: point. shit. Just like just because int- people liked more fun stuff after the war, and we didn't like serious stories anymore.
2: Yeah, there was a there's a thing that um, in the '60s with Marvel, the sales of war comics were so bad that Stan Lee made Nick Fury as a bet. That he could still make a war comic that sold, and that's how he got the Howland Commandos and stuff. Because no one was reading them since
1: the forties. No, because I suppose like the last thing you want to know about is war after you've just been in a war. Yeah, you want to you want to talk about going to the soda fountain with your best gal. <laughs> i want to talk about green lantern's dog (laughs) (laughs) what's he up (laughs) what's he doing um so he made his final golden age appearance in all-star comics number 57 in 1951 and he remained out of publication for 12 years after that so he just vanished jesus just and like not like was he written out or did the comic just
2: stop i think the comics just i think he just stopped appearing Think- so you didn't, like, this, like, really important, seminal character. Didn't get a I think
1: off. he became like, uh, well, he was a part time member of the JSA at that point anyway, so they just kind of mm. just stopped his, his run, like his individual comic book run, and they were like, he just never shows up anymore. Sorry. Um, but uh, then came the Silver Age, which was a period in which Hal Jordan was introduced as the new Green Lantern, which is probably the Green Lantern everyone knows. Uh, yeah. One with a more science fiction approach, whereas Alan Scott's story tended towards more magic. Um, and then it turned out that they had just come up with this idea that the, neither of them were from the same Earth. That Alan Scott and the Golden Age heroes lived on Earth 2 and all the new cool hip heroes lived on Earth 1, which was the Earth we were on now.
2: Then <laughs> that's the one that matters. It's the only one you ever need to care about and that's <laughs> never going to change. Because
1: they came up with brand new heroes because the old ones, they were like, ah, we'll just make up a new band of heroes. And you know what's always so cool about that is like, I always think it's so weird that, like, Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman didn't get changed at that point. Like,
2: Yeah, that they, they were like, no, there's still something here. We can we can work with
1: this. Like, they did it with everyone
2: else. I guess because those were, like, they've
1: always been the big three, really, haven't they? Well, so but, but also, like, they, they changed Flash. They changed, like, Flash would have sold quite well. They changed Green Lantern. Oh, sorry, I get you. Yeah,
2: that. It's still Bruce Wayne, it's still Clark Kent. Yeah, like, it's still Batman the character
1: yeah. is still there, but somebody else is playing him. I get you. Yeah, that is mad.
2: That I guess it was name recognition. Like, it has to be. That it must be. Like, people who used to read those comics will remember this, definitely. Mm. But, like, Green Lantern, I, I, I don't know, maybe they just didn't... It was sales numbers, was, did it?
1: Yeah. Uh, then in Crisis on Infinite Earths Happens... Uh, in comic books which is just basically a multiverse thing and yeah. all of the DC continuity is rebooted and the two ways works- I think by <laughs> the
2: way if we slam all of the episodes of Hero or Zero together round about this time like the 25 minute mark you usually say crisis on infinite earth happens
1: <laughs> true in all dc stories at some stage people are getting fucked up <laughs> yeah
2: you know it's coming you know it's always like So they came up happen. with this
1: cool idea spent 40 years on it then they just fucking blew it up and they just did something else. But uh, Crazy Every Earth happened and all the DC continuity all merged in together. So Earth 1 and Earth 2. Alan was still a founding member of the JSA and became a father figure and mentor for other heroes. So he's much older now. He's seen as like, he's like Jay Garrick where he, he's one of the old people. The so old Garrick. The history is still there. They still fought in World War 2 and all that stuff. But they're now like 60s.
2: Okay. I, I do like when they do that, like they keep the legacy characters around.
1: Yeah. And um, he also is kind of a fodder figure to Gre- Kyle Rayner uh, when he becomes Green Lantern. Major. Yeah,
2: my favourite Green he's Lantern.
1: everyone's favourite Green Lantern, Kyle Rayner. And if he's not, one. he should be. Um, he's
2: the wing of Green Lantern, it's what is, do you want. He's like?
1: just cool. Uh, he also became an honorary member of the Green Lantern Corps because technically he had not been part of the Green Lantern Corps. Because True. Because it technically didn't exist when he was there.
2: <laughs> He never trapped Parallax in a big net, so he wasn't a true. real member.
1: That's true. Um, and uh, the origin, it, it, he basically joins the core as the origins of the Green Lanterns are like retconned. Uh, and he—he he, it basically became uh, retconned that the meteor was part of a celestial body known as the Star Heart, which is the creators of the Guardians came up with. Um, and it just got loose and it fell as a meteor on earth and that's when he touched now it stop thinking about it so it technically there, he's connected to them <laughs> he's one of us <laughs>
2: but he does he has a really weird different set of powers for some reason so
1: Alan's weakness is wood whereas the other la- lanterns are vulnerable to the colour of yellow which is the colour of fear now I just wanted to touch on his super villains because they made me laugh uh, before sure I go i some excellent um, names in here like Superman in his early cases Green Lanterns ...seemed to waste his... Prodigi- <laughs> ...prestigious powers... ...fighting common gangsters... ...where his magic ring... ...could have easily ended a conflict... ...the Green Lantern was instead... U- ...found using his fists... ...and struggling against... ...simple restraints... <laughs> ...for no reason... <laughs> He's just been
2: tied up one too many times.
1: <laughs> For whatever reason, only a few real supervillains before uh, the war's end. Even then, our hero was often found bound to a death device after being like and um, after being KO'd by some wood beam, and then not using his rig to free himself. <laughs>
2: yeah like there's no presence of wood anymore so you could just let yourself what if you attack him in a forest like oh, is it he's the fucked, presence lad. of
1: wood or being hit by wood no it, it's just hit literally it, it's basically a baseball bat you could beat the shit out of him
2: that oh that like rock up wearing a full wooden suit of armor like a plywood shield
1: see like and he still has his bat. magic powers like he can still like create a massive fucking hammer and just like kill you but right it's Even if you are holding a wooden bat, it's just if you get one hit on him, it's like just being hit normally with a wooden bat. Yeah, you're just
2: hitting a regular man with a regular baseball bat. Now, if I put a nail through the baseball bat, the nail won't do any damage, No, it's only the wood. Only the wood. (laughs) Interesting. What if I splinter
1: the baseball bat? That would work. I stab him? That would work. Okay. I see. Now I'm getting some plans. <laughs> now, I'm, now I'm taking notes. Going to take them yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, um, Now he, the main villain that he first that first appears as an unassuming civilian, and this is the one that's probably the biggest in all of Alan Scott's comics. Vandal Savage. Uh, Holy
2: shit, he's the, still around.
1: The immortal Vandal Savage, one of the biggest villains in all of DC. He me- he meets with Alan Scott very, very early on, and he basically acts like a normal person, um, and then the betrayal is coming because he's one million years old, and he's been here forever, and he's trying to take over America and conquer Earth and all that stuff. You know yourself of Vandal Savage. The standard,
2: um, standard move. What, now, where I thought that was going is that he was the man who found the ring first and I mean, was trying to take it I mean over. they probably
1: are they probably are going to come up with that <laughs> <laughs> The Vanilla Savage is their ghetto out clause of if anything happened in the golden age or silver age in like this 16th century yeah. he was there he did it he, he's right, the one who did okay. it um, it's all Vandal's fault yeah, and he's just renamed something else it's like Kai, right. basically Like he was there but he was just called Jim he's not yeah, called Vandal Savage present throughout all of time but you didn't know it when we wrote the yeah. story originally um, so some of his villains uh, he has Solomon Grundy uh, so yeah. his two normal ones Vandal Savage Solomon Grundy this is where it gets bad because we've got humble shop boy Steve Sharp he lost his chance at true love with his girl his best gal Refused to go with him because his father and grandfather were notorious gamblers. His despair led him to leave his life behind and take oh. up a colourful crime career as the gambler. <laughs> Oh, you've re- but
2: but now you've just doubled down on why she shouldn't be with you.
1: <laughs> he disguised his age and donned a dapper late nineteenth-century suit, tossing challenging clues at the green lantern. Instead of bullets, his um his containers contained poison gas. Ha 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 ha! That's quite riddly, isn't it? <laughs> riddly and jokery put together, yeah. yes. Interesting, very interesting. He also once broke out of prison by impersonating Dolby Dickles. Ah, here,
2: no. Not he can't Dickles. impersonate
1: Dickles like that. Dick- Dickles is one of us. He's one He's one of the good ones. Um, he also then faked his own debt at one point, um, but just to try and get out of something. And then when he came back, he had a giant, deadly roulette wheel that he tied Alan Scott to. Uh, giant roulette wheel is excellent that's pretty good that's, it's quite that's
2: again it's very Joker or Riddler in like the animated series with yeah. all that kind of shit
1: um, next we have Crusher Croc he was best known as the all around sportsman whose reputation for playing dirty led to a life of true crime dressed in sports gear and a mask his att- his antics drew the attention of Alan Scott Sean you're goddamn right.
2: So he, what, he cheats in like American football or something and then yeah. just starts knocking off jewelry. It just becomes stores. a murderer,
1: probably. Alright. <laughs>
2: standard standard practice. Like, really. He
1: calls for like a foul when he kinda falls over in a sports game and then at that point natural progression says he will murder a few people.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. Like he'll take a dive, but he won't take the fall.
1: <laughs> he'll take a dive and he'll take a life. He doesn't care. He'll take everything you have. <laughs> Except the fall. Um, Then we also have a European physicist, Dr. Jor McKent, um, who came to America with his invention, a coal-generating ray. Uh, McKent faked his own death and used his device to freeze his ship solid. Then a new gang leader called the Icicle began terrorizing the town with that invention.
2: Interesting. But, but, but Mr. Freeze
1: over, Captain Cold over here. <laughs> uh, the the Sky Pirate. He was a keep th- going. There is the Sky Pirate is the only one I included for this because I think you'll like it. The Sky Pirate <laughs> was a terraphobe who painted a blimp to look like a pirate ship and raided Gotham yes. City from above. <laughs> That's.
2: Amazing. He's afraid of the earth. (laughs) He
1: he appeared to walk on air and used gas filled pistols. He was also faster and stronger at heights, but that was never explained because he was just a regular man. (laughs) It's
2: just something that he could do. This lad looks insane. Yeah. Like, okay, he looks insane now in modern comics as well. But back in the day, just a swashbuckler with a real pencil-y moustache. Yeah. Do Uh, this guy next time.
1: (laughs) I will. Uh, We also have uh, Canodar, who was a criminal from the 25th century who came back in time and wanted to be the best criminal of the age, otherwise known as Jesse James. So he began robbing trades, even though he was from 2547.
2: (laughs) So wait, he started robbing... (laughs) wait, 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 wait. He became... (laughs) He became the cowboy outlaw Jesse James. The, the, the real life person Jesse James was actually this dude
1: why don't you just shut up okay alright so he came okay. back in time and he took big inspiration from Jesse James and then he started stealing trains but that was him what are you talking about he came back in time from 2547 <laughs> that's so funny uh, and then just a few smaller ones we've got the lizard who who donned a green asbestos suit to commit arson uh, the fashionable and masked fox. Transformed common criminals into gentlemen So as to pass among civil society And then rob them Ha 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 The fool who used plasticine bubbles Lassos and a mini plane To keep the Green Lantern surprised and off balance Uh, a shot anyway The circus performer Cordani Transformed his clubs into weapons as the juggler um, makes sense Gamma who was actually a team of three men who used a cane that produced gas big into gas and a heat based allusion to the fighter op- opponents cool and um, the Mr. Paradox who used a gem to hypnotise the Green Lantern so that it was seemed he was capable of the impossible
2: <laughs> right I would say the Jesse James fella Is a bit mister Paradoxy as well Because he created himself technically
1: Technically yes Technically
2: he did So I Some of those Stuck around As villains Not really Solomon Grundy did Yeah like the first
1: two Yeah but all of the rest Are terrible
2: Uh, you leave Sky Pirate alone if (laughs) I've taken one if I've learned one thing from this report it's that Sky Pirate is class
1: terraphobe Sky Pirate
2: yeah we're all afraid of the ground aren't we (laughs) somehow more powerful in the air don't get into it (laughs) doesn't make sense the oxygen is much thinner up there
1: (laughs) (laughs) very fit um decelerated ageing in terms of his powers and abilities he has reduced ages um he's got the star heart empowerment but it basically is just a ring um and it it has been discovered that alan 's body is composed entirely of green flip also in the new fifty two Alan Scott has openly come out as a gay man, which is cool, it's cool. pretty cool um yeah. Good for uh, Alan. Energy construct creation, energy projection, it had senses, flight, force field, hypnosis, immortality, interstellar travel, invisibility, phasing, superhuman strength, teleportation, but he never used any of them. He preferred to punch people because it was the 1940s to get hit in the face with
2: with a 2 by 4
1: <laughs> Yeah. He's also good at electrical engineering because of course he was an engineer. Martial arts, um he took martial arts classes
2: <laughs> in the 40s the- as well, so <laughs> yes. You know they're good.
1: (laughs) Just stab someone. It
2: was definitely like in a shopping centre, that
1: dojo was. Absolutely. No, it's probably on the grass in a park.
2: Yeah, yeah, actually.
1: Um, Business management. uh, He obviously has that. Indomitable will. uh, He also speaks Latin. Acting. Journalism. Master of ceremonies. (laughs) Okay. All right. (laughs) Writing. Troubleshooter. Oh, Come, this is pad out. This is CV, really this stretching. One. This is like a LinkedIn profile. Program direction driving. Once he bet that he could drive, he could drive the Dolby Dickles taxi without losing his temper during a whole day. All right,
2: that's a, that's a filler story that they put yeah, in the comic really. for certain.
1: Uh, was that needed uh, his weaknesses are of course wood <laughs> so wood. Uh, the, the energy is ineffective against wood items made of wood cannot be lifted or broken uh, nor can barriers of emerald energy stop projectiles crafted from wood so you just make bullets made of wood you shoot him he's dead I, I try and fire a wooden bullet though you know crossbow Crossbow. Mm. Crossbow 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 um, And that is my report On Alan Scott The very first Green Lantern You know what Like it's a bit goofy Because it's from the 40s But he's a really good
2: character And I'm glad that he's Back in the fold Kind of thing With the with the Crisis on Infinite Earths
1: yeah, I like him it... Come
2: No I was just going to say That was the end of the sentence I like him <laughs>
1: like <laughs> i thought you were gonna have more like oh, i like him because but in, in real, no no, no no but no, um no. no for me like i'm i just think you see a lot of what it became you see like the first draft um, yeah. and a lot of that is true people who were very very clever back in the day uh who came up with this stuff and then they were like this is the flat platform to build all of these characters off of um, and work from there He's still back in the new 52 As a younger version of him He's on R2 now So taking He's just on a different uh, Universe But he's yeah. still heroing
2: Yeah he's still active And he's still They're still writing stories for him Which is really cool And it goes to show Like the The, the building blocks That were put in place Were good enough that It basically spawned The entire Green Lantern core
1: Yeah They came just up with
2: like, it Because the concept Was so solid Yeah So that's my rapport Of Green Lantern Alex Very Scott. well done, Connor. Uh, really enjoyed that. Would you like me to take us out? Yes, why not? Thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of Hero or Zero. We'll be back tomorrow with the live show. Uh, this, If you're listening to this, there's still time to send in a message and get. Uh, I might put this episode up a little early, because um, if you want to send a message and get the invite, we can do that up until about, like, before half one. Irish time tomorrow It'll be a really good time We're looking forward to it Um, So let us know If you want to be a part of it If you're a Patreon You've already got the uh, Invitation sent out And if you want to join the Patreon, it's patreon.com forward slash Heroes for Hire podcast. You get extra bonus content over there, invites, uh, chats, everything like that. And there's also the merch store, heroesforhire.ie forward slash shop. Twitter's at Heroes for Hire pod. The four is the number four. Facebook is Detective Development Discussion Group. Instagram is Heroes for Hire podcast. And the best way to ever help the show is to tell one human being that we exist. Just a one, please. And I think that's about it, Conor.
1: I think so. So I've been Conor Lawlin. I've been Sean Meehan. I shall see you all tomorrow, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.